world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. So taping this show on a Friday in Woodland Park, and as we're taping this, Governor Free Stuff, Governor D-Bag, is right <laughs> down the street meeting the mayor of Woodland Park. Wow. You'd think he'd stop in and see the 88 people I employ, veterans and everything, and we've been working since July 2nd when we sued him to reopen. Maybe he would stop by. Nah, he'll probably stop at some government-subsidized program thingy uh, for a press conference and a photo shoot. So, yeah. but there's been troopers swarming the entire neighborhood uh, <laughs> since eight o'clock this morning because he's coming to visit. So I've been driving around. I was weaving in and out of the streets with the gun for hire Range Rover. <laughs> oh, ask me if I'm surprised. <laughs> Keeping them on their toes. Right. So, you know, everybody listened to that powerful nine minute YouTube last week from Avi. Mm. All right. Uh, in Freehold uh, Township. Yeah. All right, so I got updates for you. Because in New Jersey, people are afraid to make waves because they feel there's going to be retribution. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Rob and Bonnie, he sat, sat tight. And in Teaneck, he just got his permit today that he applied for in August. So September, October, November, December, oh, January, wow. February, March. Seven months for something that the wow. law says is 30 days. And he was firm but nice because he was afraid of retribution. Mm-hmm. So this... Avi, someone sent him Gun For Hire Radio, episode 510 last week. And he wrote, hello, my name is Avi, and I was the dude who gave the speech to Freehold Township City Council. Someone sent you your radio show on Reddit, so I checked it out and heard your bit regarding me. Loved it. I'm glad the speech is starting to make waves. I've tried emailing NJ.com, Associated Press, NJ105, etc. about this, and none will cover it. Guess it doesn't fit their leftist narrative. No coverage for you. Yeah, right. One thing I wanted to correct you on is I got the impression by your commentary that you thought I was a father with kids, given your remark about me going to jail for being too loud. I'm actually only 19 years old. Oh, my God. What a well-spoken youngster, huh? 19. Right. Funny thing is, when I told my dad I was doing this, he warned that city council may actually try to pull some crap like that. Oh, yeah. I dismissed him as crazy, but apparently there was an actual risk. Well, good thing I walked free. Also, a little inside scoop. Haven't posted this publicly. He did already. But three days after the council meeting, he got a call directly from the Freehold Township Police Chief notifying him that his permit was approved and it would be processed and ready for pickup in a few days. Okay? Assuming I physically get the permit, it appears the solution and precedent these municipalities are setting that if you want your permit, you have to make your council look like fools for thousands of people to see. It's honestly so sad. It would be so much easier to just follow the law and promptly issue FIDs. 
Thanks again for the coverage, and God bless America. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask. Sincerely, Avi. Wow. All All sounds good. Forget it. Forget it. Three days later, update. Police chief called me back today and rescinded his acceptance. Now he's told me I need to go do a mental health to a mental health professional and get a letter stating I'm mentally fit to handle a firearm. Oh, my God, because he spoke his mind. Because he spoke his mind. Then he said, I can have the permit. The goalpost just keeps moving. So I sent him a lengthy email that this is a trap. I referred him to our legal counsel. I referred him to medical health professionals. This is what's happening. They're going to get even with him. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anybody else in Freehold Township wow. is going to have to be careful now because he went there and made them all look like fools. Okay. So the chief must have initially said, all right, I'll approve it for this kid. And then someone in the town council, the mayor, somebody says, so what are you doing to get even with that kid? Oh, what do you mean about getting even with the kid? You know, he made us look stupid. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, I wasn't going to do anything. going to approve it. No, no, no. Is there any way you could not approve it? He doesn't so this, appear sound to us. This 19-year-old kid now under wow. the public safety clause wow. that the police chief can exercise. Yeah. There's the if old everything, red flag we complained right, about. Right, right, right. Everything else came up clean. That's why he got the call that his whole thing came up clean. But they're going to use the public safety clause now where the chief is going to say, well, he seemed unhinged at the council meeting. We have it on video. Yeah. He couldn't wait seven, eight, nine, ten months for his permit, even though the law says it's only 30 days. This is how it works in New Jersey. We barely have a Second Amendment. We barely have a First Amendment. And then when you try to exercise them, they use the Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendments against you. And you Mm -hmm. cannot beat the man because their pockets are bottomless with money because it's our taxpayer funds. Did you refer him to counsel? What's that? Did you refer him to counsel? I did already. Yes, I did. I referred him. Yes, I told him he has to beware because now it's a trap they set up for yeah, him. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. this kid, well, he was supposed to just wait and have his rights trampled on. A right delayed is a right denied. You okay? Betcha. He spoke very well for a 19-year-old person, too. And, let and me tell I, you. Let me tell you. I ha- Avi, if you are listening, you have renewed my faith in the future. I, I see it all the time. People, I live in Fairlawn. I don't want to make waves. I'm afraid there's going to be retribution. Right. And, and, you know, it's confirmed to me from NRA, ANGRPC, and other council that there are towns which there is retribution if you make waves. You and, go to the bottom gonna, of the pile. Get worse. They, yeah, yes, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. So, Avi, stand strong. Keep me posted. Anything you need. You give me hope for the future as well, but this is what we see happening. Anybody else out there want to share their stories about how maybe they spoke up for exercising a constitutional right and there was retribution? I'd love to hear it. I would love to start bringing, you know, they, they, the cancel culture, they dox us and they do everything for us when we, you know, when we say any little thing or look at somebody wrong or crack a comment. So maybe when there's official malfeasance and there's official, um, 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 yeah, whatever. When someone's uh, not following the law, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe we should hold their feet to the fire a little bit. All right. Remember, as a, as a police officer, you're sworn to uphold the law. You're not allowed to make the law. Yeah, in a in a in a perfect world that the founders set up, that would be true. But uh, I don't think so. Yeah, neither do I. So a couple of things. This was a great article in The Federalist about uh, the cancellation of Dr. Seuss should disturb you because you're next. Yeah. 
All right. America, this was by John uh, Davidson, by the way. He wrote, America is entering its very own Mao-like cultural revolution. The iconoclasm of the left's culture war isn't a side effect. It's the point. Jeff Bezos now is pulling books off Amazon. <laughs> Any book that he finds offensive, he's pulling it off. 87% of all books are sold through Amazon. So basically, that's a modern-day book burning. Well, do you, see, do you see where this is headed? I mean, the, the, the ultimate termination of this thing has to be that if Dr. Seuss, if, if Dr. Seuss has to be weighed against uh, what is acceptable today, the next back step will be the Constitution and then the Bible, because there's nothing in those two things that would be appropriate today that wouldn't be hate speech or or some sort of a thing. Dr. Now, I, Seuss. I have to oh, I have to educate a lot of you people out there. Dr. Seuss was as left as can be imagined, by the way. <laughs> yes. He was a textbook lib borderline socialist. Right. His family is not happy that he's being canceled right now because their their family still supports the left. Uh, yeah. They donate to the left in everything. Right, and the Dr. Seuss Foundation is uh, is you're right is is heavily uh, uh, involved in leftist causes. So this is what we're getting to uh, now. The New York Public Library, I have to give them credit. They're not taking the six Dr. Uh, uh, Seuss books off the shelf. They said we do not censor at the oh. free public library. Oh, how, how long, long is that? They're going to yeah. burn a library to the ground. How long is that going to last? Right? Correct, correct. Some twenty-one-year-old uh, Caucasian kid with dreadlocks that hasn't showered in six months with Birkenstocks will burn a library down. Right, and then, right? They'll, then they'll blame right-wing radicals for it, Jim. Oh, of course, of course. So I got a poem for you. <laughs> Did, something you wrote? or No, it's been... I do not like this Biden twit. I, <laughs> I do not like him even one bit. I do not like his creepy stare. He often makes me want to swear. I do not like all the diversity... Or for giving tuition to university. I do not like his immigration views. Most times he's just very confused. <laughs> I do not like the way he speaks. We'll have to buy our oil from the sheiks. <laughs> I do not like his view on war or most things he stands for. I do not think that he is smart. He's really just a dumb old fart. <laughs> He really doesn't have much use. Now he's gone and killed Dr. Seuss. Uh, that's okay. I think Mr. <laughs> Biden's going to resign pretty soon. Trump, anyway. Trump got rid of ISIS and um, Biden got rid of Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head. Bravo! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> bravo, bravo. Hey, and now the world being upside down, they're turning all the immigration detention centers into a welcome centers. <laughs> They're releasing hundreds of people a day that are testing positive for COVID. Of course. Why and he some, where and do he you see an issue with that? And he referred to Texas and Mississippi governors as Neanderthal thinking That's because right. they're dropping their mask mandates. And guess what? Connecticut just dropped their mask mandate and is opening up March 18th. So I guess they're near Neanderthal as well, right? Uh, or broke. <laughs> we're all broke. Well, right. see, they're getting they're, they're assured now that they're getting their bailout money. So now they can reopen up the economy. So that's what it's really all about. Yes. You know, uh, a few 
months ago, I read an extensive article. I don't remember where, but about Harvey Weinstein and how he picked the women that he uh, sexually abused uh, because they groom them, right? Yeah, sure. And they pick yeah. women that do not have a strong male figure in their family, like no father, you know, or no older brother. So, you know, they, they, it's a whole question and answer thing. When they talk to you, you know, and they, they surmise, okay, from a one to ten, that this one's a good one. I can go after this, you That's know. That's pretty sick. <clears throat> yeah, but it's, it's grooming. It's sexual grooming. So now the, the third assault victim for Harpo Cuomo uh, is saying that she was being groomed, the way he would question her. Do you date older men? I would love to date a younger woman. Do you have a boyfriend? You know, asking questions, is your father alive? So they, they, he was preparing her, mm. and, 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 she, and she realized that, you know. And then they showed a video with a reporter because the reporter said she could eat the whole sausage sandwich, and he changed it to, so you can eat the whole sausage? You know, and his daughter was sitting next to him looking very uncomfortable because you could read through the sexual innuendos, right? He's a slug. But you know what turned me off the most about it? Here he is. He's sitting at this, like, barbecue fundraiser. His daughter's to his right. And he's talking to this reporter who's at 12 o'clock from him. You can't see her yet. And, oh, you can eat the whole sausage? You can do the whole sausage one time or whatever? And he looks up and he snaps his finger and this dude in a tweed jacket comes over and he whispers in his ear and 30 seconds later this little worm tongue comes back with a sausage sandwich on a plate you know and this is the this is how you know they're royalty you know politicians are royalty right right? so he has his handler so he snaps his finger and of course one of his servants runs over but that we pay for taxpayers and gets this sausage sandwich and then he's egging her on egging her on like to the point where everybody at the table was uncomfortable you know, it's like governor. Would you would just just go in a room and rip your clothes off with her already? He's, he's such a slug. You know, but, but you see the 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 the, the air of uh, expectancy, arrogance? yeah, and oh. arrogance. But uh, think about it. Your father has a bridge named after him. He did it. He named yes, the father. Right. Yes. It's great. I mean, this is wonderful. And the and the taxpayers and the and the electorate just go ahead and continue to vote for these people and. I, I don't know. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. So now Murphy Ugh. hasn't been under the gun for the nursing homes yet. Today there's a hearing going on. And one of the reasons why he's ner- blaming the nursing homes. Yeah, well, so is Cuomo. Okay, they're blamed. They're saying the nursing home staff walked into the nursing home yeah. testing positive with COVID. He said we gave them explicit instructions. I saw him in in a in a press conference that made me want to rub his face down his throat. I think that the Cuomo sexual harassment thing is to take the heat. Yes, off of all, off of off of yep. Newsom and Murphy yep. and Gre- uh, yep. Gret- Gretchen Whitner and the other one from Pennsylvania because uh, right, they Tom all Wolf. followed suit. All right, so I'm going to tell you why. You should always follow the money. So first of all, Harpo Cuomo, this sexual harassment thing, the media is running with it because they're hoping everybody will bury the nursing home story. But you have to follow the money. So I found out, I did a little research, and I had somebody from Homeland Security. The USS Comfort was empty. The hospital at the Javits was empty. Do you know why it was empty, Sandy? Because the nursing homes, the veterans' homes, all get money from each for each patient from the state and federal government. So the lobbyists for those nursing homes went to the politicians, the Democrat politicians in those five states, and said, 
you cannot release those people to the federal hospitals, the emergency tents that are set up, because then our nursing homes will stop getting state and federal funding. <laughs> Do you want, so you always have to follow the money. That's why they were ordered to go back to the nursing homes, because the lobbyists told our politicians to put them back in the nursing homes. And they wear their jackets and their, their patches on their jackets, like you like to say. So. Correct. So that's exactly what happened. And they all followed suit because you have to follow the money. You have to Always think about it. If you have COVID patients yeah. diagnosed and you're releasing them, why would you put them back with people that don't have COVID when you have, I'm using New York and New Jersey example, you have the USS Comfort and you had Javits that had 10,000 bed capacity, yet there was never more than 20 people in each one of those hospitals. Right. That after a month, Trump took them back. Yeah. They, they knocked down the hospital in Javits and the Comfort left because they weren't sending anybody in there. And then think about this, Sandy, those patients, when they passed away from COVID in those nursing homes, which are also medical facilities, they got the federal money under the CARES Act. Right. 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 Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we traded our seniors, most from the greatest generation ever, veterans and people who broke their asses in this country, we summarily killed them for Benjamins. And they threatened the doctors who were in charge of those nursing homes who objected, or anyone who objected, to admitting people without testing. Uh, they threatened them with uh, censure of their license, removal of their license, and jail time. Correct. Correct. So follow the money. Why would they do something stupid yeah, like this? Yeah. Right. Why would right. they do something stupid like this if it wasn't for money? Halfway through, they could have said, Governor, the, the, the seniors are dying. The, the veterans are dying. We should have to stop sending them. You know, you're right. Start sending them all to the Comfort or Javits. No, 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 no. Because there was people in behind going, you know, that $300,000 super PAC and that dark money that right. we raised for you. You we we're only, we have two empty beds in our senior home right now. Governor, you got to fill those up so we can continue billing the government. Okay, okay. I'm on it. I'm on it. Send them all back in there. That's exactly what happened. And we then they everybody. incentivized... They incentivized the diagnosis because then Correct. they started paying additional. They started paying extra. Everybody died from COVID. Well, a lot of guys with clipboards and suits decided, yeah. Everybody could die. Everybody died from COVID. So, uh, you know, the House passed H.R. Uh, 1 this week, which is federalizing voting. Mm. So goodbye. Uh, I'm not going to get into that too much because I don't know if it really stands a chance in the Senate, but we'll see. Uh, you know, eventually it's going to pass. It's eventually it's going to pass, but basically, voting is going to be taken away from the states, which is, by the way, unconstitutional, because hmm. each state is supposed to have its own voting, and it's called HR one, the People's Act, the People's Voting Act, the People's <laughs> Freedom Voting Act, freedom, which is the exact so, opposite. And freedom yeah, is exactly of what it is. Yes. Oh, it, 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 it's always the exact opposite, and the low information voters will just eat it. Yeah, my father. Oh, no, that sounds they'll, smart. You know, oh, that's a smart thing. Yeah. Yeah, so but now this week starts the debate of Sheila Jackson Lee's uh, bill HR. Uh, you have HR eight, which is the bipartisan yes. background checks of twenty twenty one. And uh, by the way, uh, Biden referred to her as Shirley Jackson Lee <laughs> instead of Sheila Jackson Lee. <laughs> 
You know, when you call the president sock puppet, he hasn't done a press conference in 45 days, which is a record for the past hundred years, right? Because what's what's her name is doing all his press conferences for him? She's grooming herself. Kamala, yeah, Kamala. So he was walking off the stage two days ago, and somebody said to Biden, uh, "President Biden, uh, were you briefed about the uh, immigration crisis on the southern border?" Yes. And what did you learn? He goes a lot, and he walked off stage. <laughs> he doesn't even know. He doesn't. Yes, that they have to guide him around as to where they're going. Uh, so, so, so this is the first one they're hitting us with. HR eight to this week is going to be getting hit. Now, the funny thing about this federal law, like ninety nine percent of it is already enacted in New Jersey. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, so everybody out there that told us to move, <laughs> <laughs> bend over, baby. Yes. So, number one, demands for new gun control are an admission that gun control doesn't work, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, gun control doesn't work because we just keep adding more and more gun control. And hoping something works. Correct. They're asking that we have federal background checks on all sales. This is in the bill, which we already have already. They're just, you know, just like in New Jersey where we, we, we pass a law for a law we already have. This way we feel it makes the law stronger for that law or something right. like that. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Uh, Again, they're going to try to cover the gun show loophole that doesn't exist. Right, exactly. Okay. <laughs> they are also going to close the online gun show loophole, which doesn't which exist. Which doesn't exist. Yeah. Because you can't order a gun online and have it shipped to your house. No, you not order, on Amazon? No? No, no you have no. to have it shipped to an FFL oh. where it's dispersed to you. Okay. Wow, that's... Interesting. This is this something new? <laughs> yeah, this is new. Uh, the universal background checks, all right? So we know that universal background checks, we have them already, and thousands slip through the cracks through our government background check every year. Including the Charleston maniac. And the people that slip through, Sandy, they never prosecute. No, why would they? The government is so backed up, they don't prosecute. They don't even prosecute straw purchases. No. Okay? They they conduct them. (laughs) They foster them. So just to give you, and I'm not trivializing any mass shootings, okay? But background checks. The Las Vegas massacre went through background check. The Orlando Pulse nightclub purchased from a gun dealer with a background check. Virginia Tech gun dealer background check. I can go on and on and on, down to Fort Hood, Columbine, even back 2012, Aurora, all right? They were all used background checks. They were all purchased legally. Right. All right, so let's let's just, it's just garbage, all right? Then they want... um, they want to regulate in-state commerce. But again, just like the Voting Act, in-state commerce is a state issue. Right. What we decide to do in our respective 50 states is our business. This is federal encroachment on every level because those dogs behind those that razor wire and fences down in D.C., they want to run everything while they're being protected by the National Guard. Right. Term limits, baby, or get them the hell out of there. All right, obviously, universal background checks with these record-breaking gun sales. Could you imagine them trying to do background checks to spot <laughs> to spot illegal sales or straw purchases? Well, the government does such a good job at everything, so you have no faith. C- correct. And also, background checks, it's going to be a de facto gun registry. Oh, of Let's course. Let's face it. Yes, they're going to ask for a lot more sure. information yeah. on the background checks. You know, just like New Jersey, they're not going to allow person-to-person transfers anymore. Right. Like right now, like Evan Knappen always talks about in New Hampshire. Hey, I like your 38 Smith & Wesson. Hey, I like your AK-47. Want to trade? Sure. And we just trade. Right. 
Now, federal law, they're going to have to go to a dealer, and they're going to have to pay a transfer fee and a background check and the whole bit. So let's see how the other 50 states are going to like this. I do not. I think the House will pass it. I do not think the Senate has enough votes. You have Democrats like Manchin and a few others uh, that I don't think are going to be able to sell this to their free states. No, no. Okay, West but, Virginia. But guess what? It's close. Oh, yeah, it's very close. Okay. It's close. But we allowed it, and you'll never have... you. you we're looking at one-party rule, which is what they want. We, we've had one-party rule for quite a while. I, I used to make fun of my cousin, who teaches political science in Milan, who used to make fun of us, saying that you Americans think that you have two parties. You don't have two parties. You have one party, and they wink yep. and they nod at one another and pass the baton back and forth yep. every few years. Uh, so, funny story. So you all know that I'm a critically acclaimed author and published writer, right? Yes. <laughs> well, you are. Yeah. All right, but so listen I, to me. I'm a critic, and I acclaim yeah. you. Now, you know, I'm an NRA board member. I'm the state NRA executive vice president in New Jersey. I do a lot of Second Amendment activism and open my mouth and overstep my bounds all the time. So I've received death threats. Sandy, remember how many, oh, how years, how many times a year we went down to Tom's River? Oh, I, get, I get death yeah. threats. I get shit mailed to me. I get voicemails. I get met, whatever. <laughs> so the other day I come into work and on the couch is this huge box. Weighs about 30 pounds. It says sensitive electronic stuff. Stickers all four sides. Fragile this end up. And it came from Mufreesboro, Tennessee. There's no shipping information. It's just made out to Anthony Calandro. I know that Twelve sixty-seven, uh, right? So I look at it. I don't know. I In didn't between, order anything. It's equidistant between um, Knoxville and Nashville. Nice. So I don't know what this package is. So I track the package, and I kind of get an idea of where it's shipped from. So the first thing I do is I pick the package up, and I bring it to the new warehouse. Do you get it far away? <laughs> it, it could be a bomb. Well, I've had I've had the Pacific County oh, yeah. Bomb oh, Squad no, come true. here two a number, times. A number of times. Yes. I've had them come here two times for for fictitious packages. Yeah. Okay. So. But you bring it to your warehouse. So I brought it to the warehouse. There's nobody in there. Yeah, but it's your warehouse. I know, but there's nobody in there. Here it's <laughs> densely populated. So I do some research. I call FedEx. I give them the tracking number. They won't give me the information. I get the Woodland Park Police Department to call FedEx, and they get the shipper info. I Google the shipper's address. Sandy, it's a shack. <laughs> okay? It's a, it's a shack. It's a shack. Okay? Uh, and I, now I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, oh my god! What, what am I? What am I going to do? So I, um, I'm a little worried. So the, I end up getting the phone number of the shipper. Call guy up. The guy is about a hundred years old. Very nice guy. I'm questioning. Him. I said, I didn't order anything. He goes, uh, Did you order anything from Etsy or eBay? I said, No, I don't have an account with either one. He goes, You sure? I said, Yeah. He goes, Well, it's not a bomb. I'm like, Well, now it's a bomb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once you tell me it's not, a bomb, it's not a bomb, it's a bomb. Dude, I'm from New Jersey. It's a bomb. <laughs> so I said, I, I, I said, no. He goes, well, are you a writer or an author? I said, well, I just wrote a book. I said, what are you telling me here? He goes, uh, New Jersey. What was the address again? I tell him. The guy's like 100, right? I tell him. He goes, do you know Tracy? I said, yeah, that, that's my girlfriend. He says, okay. He goes, uh, he goes, she sent you a gift. I'm like, Jesus Christ. 
you're and you've got Woodland Park police and, and, and the SWAT team blowing this thing up, right? Just a, just, just a some gift, some gift. The guy comes with the big suit. It looks. It looks I'm like, here we go. Oh my god! So I take it. it looks like the Hurt Locker. You know, the, the bomb guys yeah, yeah, are here. Yeah. The bomb dog is walking around. So I go in there and I open it, and it's a beautiful gift from her. It's a 1934 Underwood portable typewriter. Oh, that's fantastic! It is. It's in the case. It comes with antique paper. I guess paper that was stored with the typewriter since 1934. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got a nice patina to it. So it was a beautiful gift from her, and I thank her for it. But. Whew. <laughs> whew. We shaved another year off. Now, how weird is it? It came from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, yeah. um, of which I almost bought a horse ranch. Wow. <laughs> in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. As soon as I saw the guy's house, I'm thinking Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> Unabomber. Okay, the, the house is 700 square feet. It, it truly, it truly, and it is in. It is, like I said, it's equidistant between Knoxville and Nashville, which is which is why I did not buy it, because I was going to buy it as a retreat, you know, as a seminar retreat place, and I couldn't get people in. <laughs> they would have to fly <laughs> in, get in a car, and drive like four hours in order to get there. And I'm like, it's a beautiful place, but I just no. <laughs> that Let was probably you. this guy's neighbor. Let me tell you. So, 700-square-foot house, and the Google Maps picture, a disabled Volvo in the driveway and an old <laughs> Volvo in the front of the house. And I'm picturing this guy with the, with the magnifying thing on, with wires. And, Connecting and on the wires, soldering it, the solder smoke coming out. It's great. <laughs> Thanks, Trace. You're the best. Yeah, at least you didn't blow it up. That's <laughs> <laughs> She'd be like, "Huh? Did you get a package? I sent him. No, I didn't get nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> and, 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 uh, <laughs> After it blows up, I get one typewriter key, like with the letter B on it. <laughs> this isn't. This is interesting. Yeah. Why is there a letter B? What does that stand for? Am I going to get another bomb? <laughs> Perfect. Oh my God, Sandy. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> You know, on that note, I think we got to go to break. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled, which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction, and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50-yard range, to your left, you'll see our large classroom, and go back up to the concierge and make a right. We have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal 
with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We used marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio, where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. Richie saw the box he left. Did he? <laughs> oh, housekeeping. Marty's V-Burger. Marty's V-Burger.com. He's bringing me lunch again today. I told him to surprise me. His food is amazing. He oh, He's OCD the way him and his staff pack the food. And you can go to Freakin' Vegans on Fridays in Prospect Park for a Freakin' Fridays. Great stuff, all right? Um, New York Tack Defense, Peter Tillum, also mentioned in my book, uh, mentioned Gun for Hire if you live in New York, NY Tack Defense. I send a lot of people to New York to Peter Tillum for questions, just like I do Knappen in New Jersey. U.S. Law Shield, if you live in the other 15, 49 states, the other 59 states, the other 49 states, um, we're going to be holding seminars pretty soon. I talked to Jeff Lubin, so we're going to be holding seminars again for U.S. Law Shield. If you don't have Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino, buy it for you, your family, your loved ones. It is undoubtedly a must-read, and it's part of the four books everyone needs to own. Knappen's book on gun law. Uh, John Petrolino's book on fi decoding firearms, Gianni Pirelli's book on mental health and firearms, and, of course, Crime Proof by Anthony Calandro. Uh, Gun Lawyer Podcast, Evan Knappen, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Every Sunday, a new one drops. They're about a half hour long. They're entertaining and educational. <laughs> Excuse me. Quarantine Crawl is up to 307 businesses products or services down 307 listen up hear me up ladies and gentlemen george the owner of the west essex diner who was on the crawl came in yesterday to cite in his rifle my staff helped him he will try to give my staff a tip they would not take a tip the diner is literally four miles from here about an hour later, about 30 lunches and about 30 different kinds of oh, cakes Jesus. and pies were delivered to the range for wow. the staff. Gun people are the best people. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So West Essex Diner. That's a we great have, diner, too. Listen, you go into any of these businesses from a little cake, Palermo Bakery, any of them, Mr. Cupcakes. Uh, um, oh, my God. I can't think of George's business now on Garfunet Werther Lane. Firematic for fire extinguishers for oh, residential yeah, and commercial. Commercial. If you mention any of the, if you go in these businesses and say quarantine crawl, gun for hire, gun for hire radio, you've been your family now. 307 businesses were all in the same boat together. We either sink or swim together. Quarantinecrawl.com. 
We have uh, Rabbi Bendori, 22 days, 22 miles for $22. The website is irf22.org. Remember I told you uh, the rabbi's daughter came in to shoot? Yeah. Well, it was her birthday, and I comped her because it was her birthday, her and her friend, right? So the rabbi sent me a, a letter. I'm trying to find it. Of course I can't. Oh, here it is. Noah came home and told me that you comped her entire visit. Thank you, Anthony. That was such a very generous birthday present. It was the rabbi's birthday, by the way. And we all laughed at the shout-out on your show. I've never heard anyone so clearly sum up my daughter's personality in two sentences. <laughs> and I wrote, if you remember, I wrote, an extrovert she is not. She's a pistol. He wrote, perfect, you're the best. Rabbi David ben, David Bendori. He's my rabbi. So, again, gun people are the best people. The other thing is there's this other fundraiser. It's a GoFundMe VHS of Ocean County. It's for uh, Sandy. It's close to him, near and dear to his heart, right? Yep. Sand. VHS, GoFundMe.com, VHS of Ocean County. Thank you, Scott Wentworth, for a $100 donation. Thank you so much. That buys an entire day of care in a daycare center for a very deserving veteran. Uh, we're raising money to be able to help veterans in, that, in the area. Uh, they're the only provider right now of um, care for vets. Uh, they service about 22,000 veterans throughout the uh, Tri-County area, and they are desperately low on funds uh, because of everything that's going on and rollbacks in the funding mechanism. Um, and we are trying to get as many vets care as we possibly can. Anything you've got, five bucks, ten bucks, anything at all, will go directly to care for veterans. And thank you, all of you who have been sending in money and PPE and, and all your good wishes. Right. People are great. I just got a, a, an email from Powell. Uh, first thing, happy belated birthday. Stay healthy and strong as someone has to fight for our rights. Uh, <laughs> we the bitches need you now more than ever. Just wanted to give you an update on my gun permits in Lodi. I filled out the application on January 18th around 11.30 p.m., but he's specific. Next day, the 19th at 6 a.m., received an email that the criminal history was completed. See, just like getting pulled over, right. okay? Both of his emails, right. both of his references emailed the same day. I called the PD this Monday, March 1st, trying to get the, the email for the chief of police so they don't because they don't list it online, of course, because the chief works for you, so he's inaccessible. Right. That's how the government yeah. works. Exactly right. Okay? Yep. They started the excuses that it usually takes from 10 to 12 weeks now. I just kept calm and pressured about the email. They transferred me to the officer that is taking care of it, and he kept saying the same thing. And I just explained again that I wanted to send a formal letter to the chief. I never got it, and was about to call the chief. Today morning at 6 a.m., which today is what, March 5th, I received an email that it's approved and also a phone call at 8.30 from the PD saying it's ready. I don't know if my call changed anything, but I got it after 45 days. I still have to do an email for sign up on your shoe size. No, this is a good email. I don't need your shoe size now. <laughs> but pre you have to pre-order five books now because you're going to give them out as friends. Hopefully later on. He's busy, busy. So it took six and a half weeks, which, again, is still too long. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's still it's still too long, but but you know what? At least he got it. At least he got it. But your your calling definitely helped, brother, because they they don't a right delayed is a right denied. They just want to drag their feet on it because they don't give a shit about us. We're the third tier. Remember, we're the third tier. You have to know your place in our country now. This is how it works. I also have. Let's see. 
Uh, Jim Howard ordered books a second time now. He goes, John Petrolino spoiled the surprise and told me I got another shout-out on the radio show before I could hear it, book order number two. Instead of procrastinating and saying I'm going to come up to the range for visit, which I decided to, I decided to sign up for a class. Oh, he's going to take basic instructor training, Jim Howard, with me and Chuck Leonard. You're going, you're going to love it. You're going to love it, love it, love it. <clears throat> Cliff Toy. I sent a random email some time ago asking to be signed up. I don't know if it ever landed. Anyway, it seems to me that my glove size might be more important than my shoe size. His shoe size is nine, and his glove size is large. All right, thank you, Cliff. That's still that's a pretty formidable size. Would you say? Yeah, Sandy. I would. San- Sandy, would you say? <laughs> uh, so, listen, Richie McBride, who listens all the time. He goes, you and Sandy seem pretty down to what's going on. I am too. The governor, government is trying to steal the country from the people. We know that. He goes, look at my congressional rep, Josh Gothheimer. I'm not happy about it, but I have to live with it. I contacted his office via email regarding law enforcement, public safety, firearms, and gun control. I am knowledgeable and have practical experience in these subjects. I stay in my lane. I don't message his office every time he votes against something. I believe in and these two, and just these two issues, I don't want to be perceived as an unhinged ideologue. I am courteous and respectful but firm. Say everything in three paragraphs, no cursing or personal attacks. I may come off as a lone nut, but I make my voice heard. Maybe if a few hundred other voters in my district did as well, perhaps he would have to consider our opinions. Can I ask you to make contacting our legislators a priority on your show, Richie McBride? We talk about it all the time, Rich. I don't know how long you've been listening to the show, but we'll send out alerts, ANJRPC and NRA. Where you can just click the link and send them a fax, send them an email, and call them up and leave a voicemail. You hardly ever get to talk to a live person, usually. But you're absolutely right. We all need to keep doing that. Many people think, well, since we're shot, the system is shot, there's nothing we can do. I won't do anything. But the more you can do, the better, which which obviously is 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 so important. Anything you can do to um, to continue to put pressure on our legislators because it will make them think. Just like everyone should get a firearms ID card in New Jersey, yep. even if you don't get a gun, because yep. our, our elected hacks, they look at how many people they in your sure district do. have firearms ID cards. That's we sure. can't get those numbers, but they can. Yes, they do all the time. Steve D. from Pennsylvania. Anthony and Sandy, I know your show focuses on New Jersey, but I wanted to send a quick email letting you know about my Philly suburb, Chester County. It's just as bad with permit delays. Love Chester my, County. Yeah. Thanks. My county requires you to sign up online for the privilege of an in-person appointment to pay $25 and do the paperwork for a concealed carry permit. What's a concealed carry permit? (laughs) Um, As of today, February 27th, the earliest appointment available is November 22nd, Sandy. Oh, my goodness. Come on. It's been this way since the end of last year. Oh, my God. The real kicker is that in the county that the 45 days to issue you the permit after the appointment, and then as, I, as you've said, a right delayed is a right tonight. So their law is 45 days. He's got to wait eight months. He wrote, I pre-ordered a paper copy of Crime Proof and can't wait to get it. I have a feeling I'll be buying copies as Christmas gifts for friends and family as well from a fellow law-abiding third-tier peasant, Steve D. from PA. (laughs) Fellow peasant, fellow unwashed masses. So guess what? Even Pennsylvania, which we consider a free state, is also hurting from this. Okay. Well, thank you, Governor Wolf. This is for you from Randolph, Sandy. Sandy, just listened to episode 510. Well done, doctor. I agree that more of us need to pressure the bureaucrats. Threatening their income is the only way we will get their attention. Since my wife does not desire to be a prison widow, 
<laughs> and because I tend to be blunt, honest, and assertive, I am limited to writing letters and making phone calls. Keep encouraging us to do what we can. Your guest speaker has an interesting view uh, uh, about taking care of ourselves. I am going to take a deeper dive, so I pre-ordered two copies of Crime Proof. Please consider inviting him back for future episodes. He may have one or two more things to say that are worth hearing. Keep spreading the word, Doc. Shows like this are truly are, are, are the only true media we have left. Be well, Randolph. We don't have any other media other than this. No. Um, and that's why we have sign me up at right. um, we soon may sign me up too. at gunforhireradio.com. Sign me up at gunforhireradio.com. We are we are going to get all knocked out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nothing's going to happen to Murphy for bringing the seniors back to the nursing homes because we don't have any conservative media in New Jersey. It's mm -hmm. all the same. Our media in New Jersey and our government they're they're all the same. So yeah. no yeah. one's gonna no one's gonna pressure him or push him at all. We're screwed. They so. won't even look into it. Our Supreme Court is compromised, too, now. Oh, yeah. So well, sure. there's nothing we're going to get out of the Supremes. Although I read this cool article about Gorsuch in the Fourth Amendment. He wrote, uh, this is from Reason, Free Minds and Free Markets. Uh, Everything has been criminalized, says Justice Neil Gorsuch, as he pushes for stronger Fourth Amendment protections. Everything is criminalized now, and it, everything exempts you from, uh, from your uh, Bill of Rights, basically. And he sees how dangerous this is because he's one of the true libertarians that are on the court. And when Thomas is gone, I, I, I don't know where we're going where we're because going. Kavanaugh yeah. and Barrett obviously are afraid to, yeah. to vote with their conscience because they sure. don't want to get attacked. Right. Right. Exactly. Or so, whatever, whatever their reasoning is. Sure. So Gorsuch <clears throat> seems to have a problem with a decision on uh, Lang versus California that the police did not have the power to enter a home in pursuit of any and all misdemeanor crimes. The framers of the Fourth Amendment built on that common law understanding, okay, because these police officers pursued a guy, he ran into the house, and they followed him in the house for a misdemeanor. And then they subsequently searched the house, and they charged him with a felony for possession of other stuff that was in his house. So they're using a misdemeanor chase to pursue a felon into their own home or domicile. Jeez. Okay, and that is scary. Yes. That is scary. And our politicians don't care because, remember, our politicians are the first tier. Right. This will never happen to them. No, it never will happen to them, right, because they control it. They own the FBI. They pretty much own law enforcement. They own the military now. When, so have, you, when have you ever seen the left use the military like they're using in, in uh The in National DC. Guard. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, because they know if they pass anything friends. that's going to piss us off, we're going to we're going to be there. So, you know, learning and stuff when you when you finally get your ish, your copy of Crime Proof. And again, it's going to take eight or nine weeks. I pre-ordered them. I'm going to find independent booksellers eventually. Yes, I'm going to come out with a audio version. Sandy and I are going to start taping that next week. And I'm going to come out with a Kindle-type version, too. I don't know if it's going to be my own PDF or a Kindle version. But first, the soft cover. I ordered them all. I self-published. I self-financed. I hired a professional editor. John Petrolino from Decoding Firearms helped me as well. Sandy helped me as well. Matt did the cover and all the artwork because... For you people that haven't caught this, Amazon, when you put a uh, book on Amazon, they get 70% of the profits. Mm -hmm. They own 87% of the market. And when you put a, uh, a Kindle or an Audible on, online, they get 80% of the profit. Right. Okay. Exactly. So I don't want to give my money to them. Also, I don't want to give them any more validity for friggin' uh, banning stuff. Right. Okay. Yep. Right. 
You, you understand? You may not you you may not have distribution with them very shortly. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So uh, that's that's how it works. Uh, so I get this. Um, so I'm self-publishing. It's going to take a few months for the books to come in. But if you order them to be picked up at the range, you will pick them up at the range. If you order them to be shipped, they will be shipped out. I will be signing and autographing all of the initial pre-order run. Everything else after that, I'm not sure I'm going to autograph anything. Okay, because it's too tedious. So uh, <laughs> it sure is. By the way, short short round that was Indiana Jones sidekick. Yeah. Did Did you know he was also the Asian kid in the Goonies. Oh, there we go. Same kid. Same kid. Well, yeah, I need him. If anybody it's a can limited find him, role. If anybody can find him in Hollywood, please. Okay, <laughs> I would appreciate it. So I get letters like this. Hey, Anthony, I'm an avid listener of Gunfire Radio Show, and I come to the range from time to time. I normally listen to the latest show every Monday when I make a one-hour commute for work. Today I listened to episode 510. And you had told a story about someone who had an enraged woman break into their home by busting out the pane glass in their door and then sticking their hand through the unlocked door. As I am listening to that story, I began thinking of all the times I feared that would happen when I used to live at home when I was, a, when I was younger because we had beautiful French doors that just screamed to me, break one glass window and you can enter the home with ease. Boy, yeah. I hate French doors. But that's another story. You talked about having the windows replaced with safety glass or something that doesn't break or shatter easily. Uh, by the way, they make a window tint for that, too, by the way. They make a window tint. It, it's almost ballistic, like bulletproof, slightly bulletproof 3M products. Wow. But they make a clear and they make a window tint or a mirrored reflective. You can actually take those windows. It's a lot harder to break. But now you can punch the whole pane out. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, right. You know, right. so there's just you got to think yeah. about this. but. So, but easily, and he talked about how uh, new doors come with safety glass already installed. He goes, well, I just moved into a new first floor apartment three weeks ago, and surely the primary door that we use to get in and out of the house has half pane windows on the upper half of the door. My ass drove immediately home after hearing you speak <laughs> on this just to see if the glass in our door was safety glass. I was surprised and relieved to see the etching indicating that it was in fact safety glass. This right here is why I already placed a pre-order for your book, Crime Proof. I want to acquire as much information and knowledge that I can't learn about, uh, that I can learn about what I didn't know that I didn't know. Something this simple but yet so uncommonly known yeah. by the everyday person is absolutely invaluable. I cannot wait to read your book. Thank you again for all you do to educate the people. Nishan Garabian. Garabian. Th Nishan, thank you so much. This is what it's all about. Visualization and mindset, reviewing your house, basically doing an audit. Whether you live in an apartment, you live in a house, you live in a rooming house, uh, you live in a, a, a mobile home. More and more people now yeah, I'm watching right, TV are moving right. into mobile homes. Yep. There's many, many security things that you can do in a mobile home. Yep. All right? So Even in a rented apartment. Even in a rented apartment, correct. Let me tell you, uh, your book is filled, filled with all of these things. Filled, chock full. It is. It's. A, it's a great work. I mean, it. It has taken. Uh, it, it, well, we'll say a lifetime worth of knowledge. But uh, I have been prodding you for the past <laughs> 10, 11, 12 years to make this information more uh, readily available. Um, you, you know, you, you really uh, owe it to yourself to get a copy of this book. Uh, and I'm, 
you know, I really mean that, uh, you know, from the heart. This is really, and give it to especially people that you, you know, you love, you care about, because there's so much stuff in there that we can't call it common sense because it's not, it's not necessarily common sense. You know, when you when you read it and you go, oh yeah, it's just like one of those aha moments where you, you, you read it and you go, oh crap, yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. So let me tell you, let me tell you, this is invaluable information. I go over tons and tons of stuff like that in my book. And it's probably because now, now, I didn't, I didn't add his. I don't know if his stuff is in my book that we just talked about with the with the breaking window or not. So there'll definitely be a book too, especially a book too with input from all of you. Yeah, we're gonna have a portal on the crimeproofbook.com site uh, where people once the books drop, where people can add their own personal stories, their own personal insight. I would love to have that uh, to be able to talk today. You know, Nishan, today stickers. This property is alarmed, even if you don't have an alarm. Uh, stickers, uh, video surveillance, or even if you don't have it, is is the cheapest thing you can do. But as, today, you know, doorbell cams are getting so cheap, and uh, you know, Wi-Fi cameras are getting so cheap, like a Nest or Drop Cam or whatever, where you can install yourself. That will knock out a lot, and and, and even if it doesn't knock out crime completely, you're actually taping the crime that's happening, which can help you in a court of law. Yep. You know, so it's not he said, she said. It's like, oh, really? He said, she said. So, so Sivan and Kylie, who work here, and their 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 daughter uh, Brielle and uh, their son Nasai, Nasai and Brielle were walking their dog Tucker, which Tuck is you know about a pound and a half, <laughs> and an unleashed pit bull attacked the dog and mauled the dog. Oh my God! And Nasai was brave enough to rip the pit off of the uh, the the small dog. And they had a Nasai got his finger punctured from the pit, and the uh, the dog had to go to the uh, vet for extensive surgery. Everybody's going to be okay, and Nasai is feeling guilty um, as like a 19 year old kid. He's feeling guilty, like he could have done more, could have, would have, should have. And I was talking to his dad, Sivan, who's worked for me for eight or nine years here. I said, we all second guess. You know, as the alpha, the protector, we second guess it. But guess what? The dog is going to survive and the sigh is going to survive. So we could we could we could have this myopic rearward view and question everything. But the end result is everybody got to go home safe. Yep. Right. You know, the end result. That's the desired result. Correct. You can't say I should have did this. I could have did that. Why didn't I have this with me when you did good? So, of course, the owner and his girlfriend were or wife were walking these two pits one was on leash that one was not on leash they told the police that both dogs were on leash and the dog pulled away from him well the next day kylie went and did investigative work and the pharmacy across the street had video camera the dog was not on a leash wow so now we're looking at criminal charges and now all of a sudden the owner of the pit changes tune he wants to pay for all the hospital fees the vet fees this fee that fee and everything because obviously he doesn't want to get sued civilly criminally and uh the dog might be put down yeah right right okay uh listen i have a rule when it comes to dogs i don't discriminate against dogs but i don't i won't own a dog that is stronger than me or poops bigger than me (laughs) so those are good rules those are two basic <laughs> rules i don't want a dog i don't want a dog stronger for sure and i'm not picking a poop that's bigger than my poop there's something in the caste system and the hierarchy that has to be there that's right and, and are you right <laughs> are you, right. you you agree oh no i agree it's a per- 
That's a perfect. Uh, that's a perfect rule. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's always a gem. <laughs> Marty's delivering me a double original and ranch. Ranch Arena fries. I don't even know what a Ranch Arena fry is. Yeah, bring it on, it Marty. Good, bring it on, bring it on. So, so anyway, uh, but Nasai and Brielle were walking a dog, two young kids, and they he survived. And again, as the male, and I know today it's sexism, this and that. But if Brielle was walking the dog alone, and she got in between the pit and Tuck, and and she had got a puncture wound but the dog survived same thing it's a win but we're all going to second guess that but i'm just i'm just going full circle here because we just do the best we can listen you could read my book you could read 27 other books and you could become the victim of a crime yeah right. it's it you know exactly. how it's how you perform exactly and yet if you get to go home to your tv and your family mm-hmm. that is what's the most important thing out of all of it and a lot of times we escape being the victim of a crime because criminals, predators, they look for prey. Right. And I always go back to this when I took Lethal Force Institute one back in I don't even know thirty years ago at Masada. You, they had a videotape of a criminal criminologist. They took a back then it was a like super eight millimeter or something. They taped people walking through Times Square. And then they brought this to prisons and they got the dredges of society, the scum of the scum, and they brought them into an office one at a time and they played this video. And when they played the video, they said, point out to people you would mess with and point out the people you would leave alone. And unanimously, the scum always picked the same people. Oh, I I would mug him. I would mug her. Oh, I wouldn't mug him. Oh, I wouldn't mug her. And it wasn't a male-female thing. No, no. Okay? Right, right. And so the data is by the way you carry yourself. Again, listen, if if there's a crack addict or a heroin addict looking to buy a $5 bag to get high, they will try to mug a uniformed police officer to get get a nickel bag, all right? right? But a premeditated criminal... If a premeditated criminal is hiding in the shadows and people are walking down the street, he's going to look at you and go, looks noisy. Looks yep. like they're yep. going to put up a fight. Looks right. like they're, like they're going to do this. Looks like they're going to do that. So, uh, you know, these, these are the things that we, by the way we carry ourselves, the confidence. Are we carrying a, a tactical pen? Do we have a tactical flashlight? Do we have an edged weapon in our pocket? Especially us that are in a state like New Jersey where we're not allowed to legally defend ourselves with a firearm, right? right. So looking at this aspect, it's how we present ourselves. How we, There's this level of confidence. Where did I, the term calm game comes from, right? right. Building yeah. confidence to steal from you. You have to have that reverse confidence. You have to exude and perpetuate this confidence that people are going to leave you alone. Just like these sexual predators groom women that are in a weak or precarious position, perceived by them. Right. Right. It's yeah. the same thing. Criminals are the same way. They're not stupid. Criminals are not stupid. They're just lazy. Yeah. All right. And predators are constantly looking for prey. And if you carry yourself in a confident manner, all of us have probably had hundreds of situations in our life where we were a second away from being the victim of a crime. Right. But yet it did not happen because that criminal felt something about your confidence and said, no, I'll wait till the next one comes. Well, I always go back to 
you know, when you and I and then uh, would travel anywhere, and then uh, that time even in Atlanta where uh, you, I, uh, you, me, and Cy were just wandering through downtown at night, and all of the um, tourists were being accosted by the panhandlers and whatever, and as we came, it was like a tidal wave. They literally... The seas parted as the three of us walked down the street. And, you know, the first time it happened, you remember we were in uh, we were in Manhattan, you and I walking and we were just we just laughed at it is the fact that everybody else was being accosted. And then as soon as the two of us walked down the street, the seas parted. And the bums turned around and went the other way. <laughs> it's it just that way of the, I guess, the way you carry yourself or the, you Correct. know, this has so much credence to it. I, I, you know, I've traveled all over the world. I've traveled to Europe and everything, and I carry whatever basic things. Most of the time in Europe, it's the one little uh, uh, knife that I have in my, my uh, shaving kit that as soon as I, uh, uh, you know, um, that I have. And uh, then I have my pen, and I have at least one flashlight, sometimes two on me. But again, my hands are always free. I'm always yep. making on contact. I'm always scanning left to right, you know. Um, so it's important that we all do the same thing, and especially when you're what you when you're with your family. You know, we joke about it all the time that I have to sit with my back to the wall. And I told you the trick I had when I went out with those two other couples. I'm like, I'll go check on our table. Yeah, and I right. go up to the, as soon as I go up to her, I'm like, uh, is our table ready? I'm like, hey guys, table's ready. And I'm like, Tracy, who you know, I just forge yeah, right. forward because I need the best seat. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, hun, <laughs> I need my seat with the back to the wall facing the door. Or the traffic i'm not i can't sit with two men i don't know what my back exposed right sorry right so this is the these are the little things that we do every day in our life and you know what it just becomes a normal part of our life and the sad thing is like after tracy read my book she's like wow i don't think like this right yeah and now she thinks like that and now everything's like did you lock the door between the garage and, <laughs> and i can do it from my phone you know, I look yeah, at my phone, yeah. I'm like, okay, laundry room door, I locked it, you know. But I how to get my book to the people who don't think like this. Yeah, exactly right. You know, it's like right. us on this show, almost everybody listening to us on the show are already like-minded like us. It's getting to the people who are not like-minded like us. And many of the new listeners, as you can tell from the, from the, uh, from the listener email, uh, many of the new listeners, this is all brand new to them. Correct. So, so bring it on. Sandy and I have been talking about stuff like this probably since episode one. Oh, yeah. So this is episode five eleven. Yes. So, uh, you know, we've been doing this a long time, and every week I try to throw in some jewels about learning and everything. But going back to uh, our, our our awareness and everything with uh, Nishan. So you're on the first floor now. Um, and you have that glass, and it's safety glass. He actually sent me a picture of the window pane where it said safety glass. Now, you can break that glass, but you can't break it easily. Right. That's that glass, like five or six strikes with a hammer, and because it's laminated in between, and the pane extends deeper into the door, and then it's framed around. Where, remember, if you were to just use that 3M window tint, it's only going to be on the inside, unless you took the actual glass out of the pane, tinted it and then put it back in and put the pane back around it and it, that's the only way it would be strong from a break okay like a laminate or something you could replace 
glass in door windows with safety glass from older homes. It's not that expensive. You can actually take the piece of glass out yourself and you can bring it to a key and glass guy and they will cut a piece of safety glass for you. Sometimes it's a little thicker so you have to be you have to be careful but but Nishan look for your place and it said to me you're on the first floor apartment. Make sure your windows <clears throat> can't open all the way if they're double hung windows. Make sure you, you can't raise them up, you know, more than like, let's say, six inches. There should be safety latches. You can also drill holes into the top of the uh, double hung and just stick nails or screws in. Uh, if you have bigger, like a fire, not a fire escape on the first floor, but they also make bars that you can put on the windows if you're on the first floor. Uh, you have to be careful of those. If you want to put a lock, the key has to be close by because you have to have egress in an emergency or a fire. So these are other things to think about. But on the first floor... Um, it's good to have some stickers, some warnings or something. You should have, you know, just, just do an assessment. First floor apartment, he wrote three weeks ago. So do an assessment to the whole first floor apartment. Hopefully you change the keys. Yeah. Because, you know, a right. lot of people don't do that. They don't do that. Believe it or not, a lot of yeah. people don't change. Oh, I got the new house and I didn't change the keys. And all of a sudden, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. somebody can just walk right into your house. You know, that little chain on the back of the door, that's crap. They make real deadbolts that go into the doors. Go with an electronic uh, door alarm. You know what I'm, 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 I'm yet to see, Sandy? So Ring has a doorbell. Yeah. Oh, which anybody can buy. I'm waiting for Quickset or something to make a door lock with a camera in it. Oh yeah, right. I haven't idea. seen. I haven't, no, I haven't seen, seen it either. yet. Yeah. So I have the digital door locks in my entire house. My entire house. I have three three doors. The between the garage and then the front door and then one door off of the balcony, um, in the master bedroom. So I have them all wired together as well as the garage overhead door. But I was just thinking, you know. It would be so nice if they made that with a camera, especially since, like, let's say you live in an apartment with a hallway. You know, it can protrude out from the door frame so you can get, like, a 180-degree view with the camera. Right. So, like, if somebody was standing to the left or the right of your door, you can see them. Right. You, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody right. needs to get on this. Almost like a peephole reverse type of people thing. correct somebody needs to get on this where the camera is in the door not just the doorbell because listen if you live in an apartment you don't have a doorbell you have a doorbell maybe in the entryway in the first floor right, right. so now if you want to put a doorbell camera in a in a garden apartment i mean in a, in a high-rise apartment building you don't have the electrical run or anything you don't even have a doorbell because people come up and they knock on the door they have the little push button ding dong on the door right right right, right? So imagine now if a uh, quick set or somebody comes out with this door uh, lock that has a camera built right into it. I guess the problem would be charging, getting electricity, but why couldn't you have contacts on the door frame? Yeah, right. Exactly. And then you just had two low voltage wires run along the door frame, along the molding on the bottom, plugged in with a little power supply on the floor. Yeah, would that you got not power work? supply going right to the doorbell itself. You could hop off of that. Correct. But if you don't have the doorbell, you could have a wire go right up to the strike on the door. Yeah, sure. Where there could be two points of contact. Yeah, absolutely. Where you just have DC power, right? Yeah, absolutely. So somebody get on that. Somebody do a somebody do a crowdfunding <laughs> or whatever the crap they call that stuff. I think it would be a great idea. I, I really do. So everybody out there needs to read this book, need, needs to learn. It's funny. I'm getting orders from books, Sandy, that people I haven't heard from in years yeah, yeah gun for hire alumni like from uh from belleville wow. and stuff like that from years ago yeah and i'm looking at the names and i'm like wow he moved to colorado and he ordered one of my books how cool is that 
<laughs> so, yeah, it's it's really, really cool. How much time do we have left? We are um, about done. All right, real quick. The classes are filling up fast. Uh, the Urban Red Dot class was a huge success. We have Urban Revolver coming up. But if you want to be an NRA instructor, Chuck Leonard and I are running the classes. You have to go to Gun for Hire, then click on Academy. Starting in April, range safety officer, basic instructor training, pistol instructor, rifle instructor, shotgun instructor, and again, chief range safety officer. All of these classes have prerequisites and stuff. If you like to train, you like to teach, you like the gun culture, now is the time to become an NRA certified instructor. And why not come and become an instructor from two NRA master training counselors that have combined NRA experience of over, get this, 70 years. Chuck and I. Yep. Okay, we're spearheading and running these classes. You will love them. It starts in uh, May. Please check it out. Uh, BIT, the first BIT is almost sold out. The second BIT is halfway sold out. One of the pistols is sold out already. We have two more pistols. Range safety officer, chief range safety officer, shotgun instructor. Please check out these classes. Again, I want to circle back to the Quarantine Crawl, quarantinecrawl.com. Obviously, my book is Crime Proof book.com order you cheap bastards order for friends and family <laughs> listen order and get autographed copies now for christmas and hanukkah gifts because i ain't signing shit after the initial order yeah once he gets okay carpal tunnel, he's not yeah see. once i get carpal tunnel on my right foot left foot my right hand my left hand and then my mouth i'm gonna do like daniel day lewis i'm gonna sign with my left foot uh, once i get all of them signed these initial pre the pre-order signed you're gonna have to beg me for a signature or you're gonna have to make a donation to charity or you're gonna have to do something for me that's gonna require carbohydrates okay so crimeproofbook.com do not forget sandy's charity sandy it's gofundme.com forward slash f forward slash vhs dash ocean of, of vhs of ocean county Google it. Look it up. Donate, you cheap bastards. Everybody who donates a million dollars to that will get one autographed Crime Proof book. Wow, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> hey, listen, on a serious note, I just want to thank everybody who has donated. And if you're even considering donating, five bucks, ten bucks. Thank you so much, guys, for your donation. Look, every single penny of this is going to go to provide care for homebound veterans, so many of which are just really suffering in silence. So many of these folks have no friends left. They have no family nearby. So getting a visit from a visiting nurse or a healthcare aide just once a week or one day at an adult day center means the world to them. So thank you again so much. Five bucks, ten bucks, anything you get. Um, GoFundMe.com, VHS of Ocean County. We love you guys. And it looks like you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed oh. by Cosmo Music New York, New York. On behalf of our gassy co-host, Master Trader Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Gun for High Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Seriously, buy the book now. I'm telling you, get pre-order it so you get in on this because there's going to be a delay between the first printing and the second printing. You really want to get on this right away. It could seriously save your life. We love you guys. See you next week.